2: The following
0: is an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. And touchdown,
3: touchdown, Panther Talk,
1: Panther Talk, Panther, Dog. Panther Dog. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio
4: Network. I'm happy with a lot of things that we've done, but obviously yesterday was, was, was just bad football. And, you know, that can't happen, so... Uh, I'll take the week. Rewatch every game. Probably rewatch every practice. Uh, just try to see, you know, what we can be better at, and give ourselves the best chance to win down this this last five games. To me, are a tremendous uh, opportunity to play our division. You know, each team in our division one more time. Uh, Tampa Bay twice. Um, so, just want to play our best football down the stretch.
1: And now, along with Jim Zoki, here's Mick Mixon with Panther Talk live from the Panthers broadcast facility at Bank of America Stadium.
3: Thank you, Mr. Big Voice. It is Mick along with You're welcome. Zoke.
1: Panther Talk. Let's <coughs> <I'm gonna>
3: start, <laughs> start with a little shop talk here. First of all, no Eugene Robinson tonight. He is on vacation, on assignment. On assignment, yes. And Azok, I want you to help me with this. I'd like to start tonight. we got a big show. we got our own interview with Coach Rule. Uh, we'll talk to Al Holcomb, defensive running game coordinator later, and then uh, Scott Fitterer as well. Break it all down for you prior to the buy. I want to start, though, with a little shop talk. So game balls tonight go out to David Langton, our executive producer, who squenched himself up in the kitty seat in the way, way back of a, re- a rental SUV that we thought had a third row, but it didn't.
5: What was that word? Squenched up?
3: Yes. Okay. and um, dealt with some uh, less-than-ideal circumstances. This is our belief. We don't talk about – we don't think we really care. Nobody cares if our broadcast position is good or bad in the corner, table's too low, we can't see, all that. Windows don't open. But we had a cocktail of challenging things yesterday at Miami. David did a great job of uh, navigating all that. Yep. Another game ball goes to Harold Hamrick, our chief engineer. Hammer. For many of the same – uh, many of the same things, keeping a positive attitude, mm-hmm. getting us on the air.
5: Good flight companion. The best. Good at chit-chat.
3: And uh, rigmarole and brouhaha's <laughs> <is> and other <laughs> words with hyphens. Kevin Donnelly, who yes. had to yes. – oh, he overcame some uh, crepitus in his voice. He broadcast – didn't broadcast, but he was on the sideline of a UNC-NC State game Friday night in Raleigh where the Wolfpack blocked a punt for a touchdown – early on. Then he gets on a plane, goes to Miami where the Panthers have a block punt for a touchdown. Kevin did a really nice job, sideline reporting, and then he did a good job in a difficult situation. Zoke, you've been there mm-hmm. having to interview a coach and a player after oh, yeah. uh, just Tough a loss. disappointing loss. And then uh, Jake DeLum. I really don't know why, but I just put great Jake here on the list. Color analyst stayed with it, did a good job. So because sometimes
5: you take for granted the always great effort, and if you don't reward it. It won't be bad, so I think Jake deserves a game ball for that.
3: Appreciate your help with that. So, let's talk about the game and kind of where we are right now, Zoke. How could it be? How could Cam Newton inspire such emotion in people? That I'm just going to speak for myself. I have full body goosebumps when he runs out of the tunnel here against Washington. Then yesterday I'm all mad at him because things aren't going well. Where kind of from a quarterback position right now where are we where are we headed and how do we get there
5: yeah and you know it's the ultimate team game so we saw PJ Walker come in and get sacked immediately and then get a tipped pass interception uh so it's it's not all just the offensive line it's not all just the quarterback it's all that it's the uh the running game not being as pervasive as it was against Washington that sets up the pass you know when you got Christian McCaffrey out there for four quarters and you've got that zone read and that RPO mix with him and Cam where you don't know sleight of hand where the ball's going uh, which of the two quarterback running backs might be running with it, if either? If there's going to be a pass in a situation, uh, so it kind of changes the dy- dy- dynamic a lot when you don't have everybody out there that you want, and you drop a great play, but it just uh, somebody doesn't make a block and it falls apart. So it's um, it's a little bit of everything. Quarterback has to be part of that. Um, I still have to say he's only been here two weeks, um, learning a new system. That is a different kind of Miami defense. Again, not an excuse. We're just giving reasons as to why this was that amoeba defense where at times they line up 11 stand-up guys on the defensive line you don't see that so you weren't facing this kind of base four three typical kind of nfl defense out there yesterday blitz like crazy um so i think that led to some of it as well so miami was smart i mean they uh, they they took away a lot by uh, loading the box and then coming after the quarterback made it difficult and then some of it is just self-inflicted errors i said you know cam missed a few throws out there too so, on top of uh, the situations around him, there were some throws that were missed for a guy that's been in the league for 11 years, whether he's had a full training camp or not. So, I hate to say, a little bit of everything, right? Uh, don't you have to factor all that in?
3: Drop passes as well. Yeah. Some of those first, early throws could have been first caught. First two were, yeah. H- how did you feel, Zoke, about Matt Rule's comments today? Where, And I love this about Coach Rule, that he's pretty transparent, that he said there's a formula for beating us right now. Did you, do you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? Yeah. And... So then he goes on to say, which is kind of good because teams can't just do anything to beat us. They have to follow the formula. But the formula is stop the run with additional resources, jam jam up the line of scrimmage, stop the run, and then get after whoever the Panther quarterback is to see if they can make plays. It is kind of what Miami did. It's what's been done. Um, what What feelings did that – bring up for you when you heard Coach That's why Rule. that
5: 64-yard pass was such a, such a thing of beauty. It was the uh-huh. ultimate burn is that they loaded up everything up front, and, and Cam and uh, DJ Moore collaborated on a 64-yard pass play. that leads to the first touchdown in the game. So, yeah, it's true. I think it's, it's true with a lot of teams. Uh, there are some teams that are completely pass-happy, but you know most teams want to be balanced. So if you can take away the run, it does take a lot uh, away from what another team can do and what they can show. Um, but uh, for the Panthers especially, I think being balanced and run-oriented has always been important when they've won, and the numbers bear that out. But the other thing is, if you're not running it well and you're not efficient, you you can't go four quarters. You're just getting two and a half yards of carry the whole game and expect that to work either. You've got to come off of that and maybe pass to uh, set up the run later on. That game just got sideways. It got to be 21-7. Then the second half, you know, we do the fake punt, and then we end up having to punt it the way for real, and then they start Loading the points up again after that point and, and just take it from there. So it got out of hand. Obviously, the special teams miss early on with the block punt for a touchdown was huge. Um, seven points early there. But uh, again, just defense, well, they did good against the run this week. Tua was 27 out of 31 passing the ball. Wow. And he you know, he's second in the league in efficiency, but you've got to take away what they do best, too. So if their thing is they're not a good running team, uh, they're not a good running team. You've got to be able to take away the accuracy of the pass game in some way. And we were never able to get a, a handle on Jalen Waddell in the game in particular to take away the passing accuracy part of what they were doing. It wasn't a lot of deep stuff, but it was a lot of accurate stuff. And he got the ball out quickly and was able to to beat the Panthers more often than not. Before we go to break, the news of the day
3: changed midday about Christian McCaffrey.
5: Mm-hmm. And he is not going to play again this season. Yeah, Second stint on IR means you can't return. So with the ankle injury, uh, he'll not return. And obviously... It was uh, more serious than it looked, and what happened was apparently swelling overnight, and, uh, and things changed as far as uh, the prognosis of what they thought, game day Sunday uh, versus Monday once he got to the MRI and all of that. So, uh, yeah, Christian McCaffrey's season abruptly comes to an end with that ankle injury in Miami yesterday. Injury updates are brought to you by Carolina. Your personalized orthopedic care begins with a click of a mouse. Schedule your next appointment online at OrthoCarolina.com. Carolina, your care, your way.
3: With Jim Zocchi, Mick Mixon, this is Panther Talk. Stay tuned. We'll talk to Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, next on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
0: Each week on the Jordan and Jake Podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake Delome share their thoughts on all things Carolina Panthers. Available now
1: on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers.
4: First of all, a lot of credit to them. I thought they did all the things that they were going to have to do. They found a way to run the football. Um, they hit a couple explosive plays, blocked the punt, got turnovers. You know, I think for us, um, you know, we just played uncharacteristically. Um, I think as things started not going well, we started to press a little bit, and then one, one mistake became two, became five, and uh, the game got away from us. So, um we, we have to be a lot better. We have to, we have to handle adversity a lot better. And um, uh, hope hoping this, this can be a game that our team learns from.
0: Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers radio network.
3: It is Mick Mixon with Matt Rule, head coach of the Carolina Panthers, joining us uh, now on Panther Talk. Coach Rule, after you've watched the tape of uh, the, the Miami game on Sunday, did you see anything that might not have uh, been uh, visible to your naked eye view of the game or that you might not have mentioned in your post-game press conference?
4: No, I think I think the reality is all there. I think everyone pretty pretty much saw it. And you know, I thought we got uh, you know, we got overwhelmed on offense. Um, you know, didn't have much of a passing game. Couldn't complete the ball. Obviously, turned two balls over, which is uh, in the first half, which is really tough. And then our offensive line struggled to uh, protect the quarterback uh, defensively. You know, you watched. I think there were six or seven drives in the first half. You know, they had five punts, um, but uh, you know, gave them the ball in the nine yard line. They converted a touchdown. And then had the one explosive pass that led to a touchdown. So, uh, just just certainly uh, not not a very good day all around,
3: Coach Rule. When you evaluate the offense from yesterday, how how do you sort of balance out quarterback play versus some of the O line struggles in front of the QBs?
4: I think you look at everything. Um, you know. Uh, Obviously, we want to we want to be able to run the football and protect the quarterback better than that. At the same time, you know we can't throw the ball to the other team. We have to protect, you know, keep the ball protected, uh, make plays when they are there. So um, it's never any one guy. It's really you know all about the all eleven that are on the field, and um, it just wasn't good enough on offense. uh, Really, at any position,
3: you're um, you're very organized, known as a squared away, process oriented, uh, focused football coach. Uh, When you look at your team, Coach Rule. It seems as though when it's right, it's really good this year. You know, capable of beating any team. So, so what's your process like in the team's process to try to work some more consistency in these last five games?
4: Uh, you know, just j- just to stay at it and keep doing the things that are hard. You know, at the end of the day, you said it really w- well. I mean, good football teams are determined by you know how they play on on tough days you know what they do when things aren't going well, how they overcome those issues, how they how they fight back uh, through adversity. And so uh, when things have gone well we've been a really good team when things haven't gone well we haven't yet had that game other than maybe Houston where we were able to battle through it uh, find a way to get it done and so we have five opportunities to do it. you know we have four uh, NFC South games and I, I know we have a lot of guys that hopefully are very resolute about doing it at a high level.
3: On the broadcast, we, um, we mentioned Phil Hoskins some. I mean, it would have been hard not to. What, what did he show you in, in the game yesterday, coach?
4: I thought he was active. He was explosive. He got off blocks. Obviously, he got the sack. You know, for his first game action, I was happy for him and obviously uh, shows that he's, he's got a pretty good future.
3: Definitely. Players get injured and they tend to get kind of forgotten about in the NFL. Uh, have you run into J.C. Horn much? Has your schedule allowed that, Coach? And if so, how's this young man doing in his rehab?
4: Oh, of course. J.C.'s around all the time. He's an uh, awesome young man. Um, um, he's working hard to get back and can't wait to get him
3: back. How about Sam Darnold? Is he doing the same?
4: Yeah, Sam's doing the same things. He's getting get himself healthy. You know, start, Started throwing balls the other day, so um, he's uh, he's uh, hopefully uh, you know on the way back as well.
3: One more injury thing, and then we'll uh, talk to you briefly about the bye week before we wrap up. What what happened with the CMC yesterday, Coach?
4: Uh, rolled his ankle. You know, kept trying to get you know get himself going to be able to play in the second half, but uh, was really limited uh, off of that.
3: All right, so Matt Rule on Panther Talk. So, what do you want to get uh, done during this bye week, Coach, and how do you plan to to use this time with your staff and with your players?
4: Yeah, the staff will quality control the tape and find things that we're doing that we can hopefully do better. Uh, I know for me, you know, I'll I'll just kind of be alone and watch all the games, offense, defense, special teams, uh, really try to evaluate all the different areas, see see in which ways we can be better. Uh, These last five games give our guys the best chance to win. Hope that the players come back Monday, uh, regroup, recharge, coaches come back, recharge, re-energize. You know, we have a great little five-week mini season to finish out the year and um, hope we can play really well.
3: All right, lastly, Coach, are you encouraged by that? I mean, it's it's – with the bruises and the the pain of Miami sort of still fresh, you encouraged by the, the 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 undeniable fact that your your goals are are still there to be accomplished if your team can 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 come together and do it.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm I'm probably different. I'm probably a little old school, Mick. My 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 goals always just to go play great football, and um, I think when you when you play great football, when you play great defense, play great offense, play great special teams, uh, good things happen to you. You know, I think for our team, the best thing we could do is is not get caught up in you know what you know exterior goals, exterior motives, exterior nat- narratives, but really get caught up on hey, let's run the football better, let's stop the run, let's let's protect the you know the, the ball, let's get our passing game going, let's just get the football improved because if we do that, our team will play at a really high level.
3: All right, well said, Coach. Thank you for your time and good luck in in your your week work, and we'll look forward to catching up with you as we get closer to Atlanta. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. Thanks, Coach. How'd all that hit you, Zoe?
5: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bye week it hit earlier in the year that uh, maybe you would look at getting some more work in. But when it hits this late in December, I think uh, there's, there's five games to go. They, The offensive line has been dinged up all year. You just lost McCaffrey. I think yeah, I think it's a good idea to take a, a mental break, a physical break, heal up, and then come back, get a full weekend starting on a Monday, which is even additional time even at that. Uh, to get ready for the next game versus Atlanta, I think that's the, that's the right way of handling that. I don't think there's any, and they, and you know you know Cam Newton's going to be in the playbook. The coaches have been sent home with homework, so you know people are still going to be getting some work done. But to, to gather and, and physically have practices, I think that's the right way to go. A common
3: theme with what Coach has said, really, ever since the game prior to at the the New York Giants, has been run the ball, get back to running the ball, run the ball better. What what does that? Uh, what do you think that looks like in terms of scheme, personnel, et cetera?
5: Well, that's going to be different now because right, you don't have uh, your number one guy. So you've got uh, Chuba Hubbard and you got Amir Abdullah, who both have been really effective when uh, given the opportunity out there to run the ball a little bit more. And uh, you're really going to see what you got in, in Chuba, and this is why you drafted him. I think Amir does some of the things that McCaffrey does as far as the type of skill set, uh, things you can do uh, as far as play calling, uh, passing the ball to him, and those kind of things as you can with Chuba as well. So, yeah, you, st- you still play with the same style of football that you would have whether Christian's here or not. Uh, but it's got to be blocked right. I mean, that's the other thing is you know teams are going to expect you to run, and you got to you've know, you got to be able to defeat those tackles with your blocks and create some running room for those guys out there. Because, again, it, running only works if it's effective. You can't just pile it in the line for a yard or two every time and just go, well, we said we're going to run it 32 times. Well, if it's, if it's not effective, you've got to do something different. So I think that's always the goal is to try to be balanced and try to run the ball. I love Amir Abdullah,
3: especially in the screen game. Mm-hmm. And uh, low center of gravity, those backs are hard to bring down.
5: So and We saw Shai Smith active. I mean, you could see, you know, sweep action, you know, jet sweep action, fly sweep action, you could see – uh, end of rounds, things like that with D.J. Moore. So you you could see the receivers being kind of a complimentary part of that as well. Like, heck, they have even run Tommy Trumbull at times this year, so they could mix it up a little bit. Saw Dan Arnold
3: uh, got hurt and makes me think about tight ends. And uh, the, the tight ends, I think this has to be said. We don't talk about it perhaps enough on the radio, but everybody wants, and we do too, the tight ends to catch passes and, and be gronk and all that. And it's great, Greg Olson, if they are. But uh, these tight ends have an appetite, these Panther tight ends. Uh, Ian Thomas and Tommy Trimble have an appetite for the physical side of Mm -hmm. the game, blocking, and that that does help. uh, And it has helped this offense, don't you think?
5: We need it. I mean, basically, they began without a true fullback. You know, Giovanni has kind of uh, learned that, Giovanni Ricci, as far as uh, becoming a fullback more and like an H-back almost situation there. So the more versatile you have at that position, the better off you are. And if you can get a few catches out of the game, that's even better. Al Holcomb is
3: young, early 50s, head coach in waiting. Second tour of duty with the Panthers. We'll talk to him about how he met Matt Rule, what he thinks about Coach Matt Rule, and also to what degree. Because Al Holcomb is the defensive run game coordinator. So how has the rise to prominence of a running quarterback in these RPOs, How's that complicated his job? We'll touch on that when we talk to Al Holcomb next. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
0: Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour Podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: This is Panther Talk. Brought to you by Coke. Official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers.
2: We lost footing early. And we just got to find ways to uh, get back on track. You know, nothing that, that they did was was
3: out of the ordinary you know uh, it wasn't like we weren't prepared it was just it just comes down to execution you know we just have to find ways to sustain drives and stay out on the football field you know and anybody defensively offensively you know it's just about wearing down and i think you know offensively we wore our defense down today you know so we got a time off and we just got to come back and be ready to play complimentary football this is panther talk on the carolina panthers radio network as Panther Talk continues, Mick Mixon with Al Holcomb, fine football coach, outstanding guy, running game coordinator, defensively for the Carolina Panthers. More about that in just a second. But, Al, thanks for taking a few minutes. You um, you share a little bit of uh, DNA with Matt Rule, both you guys at Temple and with the Giants. He coached at Albright, a small school in Pennsylvania. You had a stop at Kutztown. How did you first meet Coach Matt Rule and get to know him?
6: Yeah, well, in, in in 2012, I believe was the year when uh, Matt and I crossed paths, and I was a, a defensive assistant with the New York Giants, and he had just come aboard uh, that year as the assistant offensive line coach, and our offices were right across right across the hall from each other, so that's how we kind of got to know each other, and that's when the relationship, you know, started there.
3: What do you see in him that gives you faith moving forward that the Carolina Panthers are going to bring some championships to the Carolinas?
6: He's a genuine, genuine person. He's real. Uh, He's honest. He's up front. He's a great leader. And, you know, the the way that he addresses the team, the way he motivates the team, his preparation, and getting guys prepared, he understands how to relate to the players. Uh, He's a smart football coach, X's and O's. As 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 well as just his overall leadership uh, 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 qualities, those are the things that I'm truly confident in, Matt. That you know he'll get they'll get the Carolina Panthers to the next level.
3: Al, you have many of those same qualities as well. Uh, You've two different stops now with with the Carolina Panthers. Is being a head coach on the list of career goals that that you incubate for someday?
6: Yeah, most definitely. I you know um, you know it's not for everyone, but for me that's. That's that's always been one of the goals that I've had for myself is to to someday you know lead a franchise, lead it lead a lead a program, and um, and show what I'm capable of, of of doing you know putting together a staff and and uh, developing players and uh, being able to interact with the media, uh, all of those sorts of things, uh, and just having an opportunity you know um, to be a head football coach I think would be a tremendous honor. There's only 32 of them. And, you know, at this point in my career, I've, I've been coaching for, I don't know, 25, 26, 27 years, whatever it may be, uh, I'm ready to take the next step.
3: Oh, well, that day's coming for you soon, I'm quite sure. Uh, one more question about coaching, then we'll talk X's nose for a minute or two. How do you balance, how does a coach outbalance uh, any kind of work-life balance with the incredible time demands on being an NFL coach?
6: Yeah, it's 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 difficult, you know. Uh, my my wife and and my son they've been very patient. <laughs> you know it's it's a transient business. At times it's a nomadic type business. So, um, you know you have to have the right you know chemistry and balance at home for sure because you know we, you know I I talk to my son all the time. I I spend probably more time with the players than I do with my son. Um, and i 'm not bragging about that in in any sense but um uh, that 's the reality of it. You know we put a lot of a lot of hours in throughout the uh, season throughout the course of a work week in preparation for the opponent and um, and then you know when you add the travel the travel time for away games, that adds even more you know to your time being away from home so it's it 's just a it 's a balance when i 'm you know you know, I have an old saying, be where your feet are. So when I'm at work, that's, that's, that's my focus. That's where I'm at. And when I'm at home, uh, that's the focus on, on family and, and, and doing things here. So um, it's, always, it's always delicate, but, um, but you know, I've, I've had a very understanding uh, partner, and we've been able to work it out.
3: Fantastic. Hopefully, you'll get some quality time during the bye week after uh, this interview hangs up here in a second. But Al, it strikes me that you have a difficult job. I mean, being the defensive run game coordinator. So, how has the advent of these college offenses, particularly running quarterbacks, and then the RPO, how's that complicated your job?
6: Yeah, it's it's difficult. You'll see, you're seeing, uh, you know, each and every week more and more NFL offenses adopt some of the college philosophies that you see on, on Saturdays and, and really make what it, what it does is, it's, it creates, you know, like an extra, an extra player on offense. When a quarterback has the option to, to hand the ball off, to run it or throw it uh, you're, you're in essence playing against triple option type football, old school football back in the day. So, you know, the quarterback mobility has become an issue because typically you don't have an extra defender to be able to defend that. So you have to adjust your defense and, and, and your secondary and your, and your linebackers and even your D-line, your defensive ends to a certain extent on how to defend that and basically take an extra man and, 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 and try to play versus two people. When I say two people, I mean the quarterback, the inside part of the quarterback, and the outside part of the quarterback. So it's it's, it's difficult it's, it's a challenge each and every week because you're trying to defend the inside zone play and then also defend the perimeter of pass plays as well. Uh, and it's something that we've studied. We're continuing to study the last couple of weeks. You know, we faced it. We faced it uh, quite a number of times this year, and, and we're getting better and better defensively in terms of trying to defend those types of concepts.
3: Last question for you. Al Holcomb, defensive running game coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, with us on Panther Talk Alan, looking at these last five games and this defense, the foot speed, the talent that you coach on defense, what do you think this unit is capable of, and what are your expectations for them finishing out the season after the bye?
6: I just, you know, want us to continue to grow as a defense, and uh, you know, there's ebbs and flows to the NFL season, and um, and and first and foremost, every 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 man on our defensive unit has to just focus on doing their job, doing their job better each and every play, each and every uh, week that we continue to prepare for. We've done a lot of really, really good things thus far. There's also a lot of room for us to improve as a unit, you know, in terms of uh, just overall running to the ball, our efforts, being able to take the ball away, punch at the ball, you know, get the ball back to the offense. Just, you know, a lot, a lot of details each and every week, and then just being consistent week in and week out. Doing the things that we're coached to, to do and, and then going out on, on Sundays and, and executing it at a high level, at a consistent level, and not having you know certain times, certain portions of the game where you have a breakdown here or a breakdown there. It's just every man doing their job uh, and being consistent and, and, and the communication part of it as well. You know, Just continuing to improve in our communication across the board, uh, making sure that everyone is doing their 111th, and, uh, and then we'll be fine.
3: Veteran ball coach Al Holcomb, our guest, defensive running game coordinator for the Panthers. Coach, thank you for your time. Have a, as good a bye week as you can, and we'll look forward to seeing you as you get ready for Atlanta.
6: It's a pleasure, Meg. I appreciate you guys having me on. Panther talk continues in just
0: a moment. Listening to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast has never been easier. Simply download the Amazon Alexa app, add the Carolina Panthers skill and say, Alexa, play Carolina Panthers.
6: Now playing Carolina Panthers.
0: Be sure to also add the Carolina Panthers flash briefing to your morning routine. For more information, visit panthers.com.
1: This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help.
4: We've made this plan in preseason. You know, we knew it was going to be a long, long training camp, um, a long season, so we'll give them some time off this week, let them regroup mentally and physically, hope that we come back uh, against Atlanta at home and play play, play a good game versus a division opponent.
0: Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
3: You know It's Scott Fitterer time on Panther Talk. We always look forward to catching up with the GM of the Carolina Panthers. Um, I don't know Scott. I feel like positivity is part of our default settings around here. I think I see that in, in you and in me. So let's just start with who, who played well in the ball game yesterday for, for the Panthers.
2: Well, I thought it was great to see Phil Hoskins come out. You know, uh, just in a few snaps, he came in impacted the game. Uh, made a tackle right away. Went out had a sack. I think he had another pressure in there. So um, you know, Phil and there were a few other good performances. However, as a whole, we just need to get better. We need to be more consistent. But uh, there were a few good uh, performances.
3: It's always a fascination with the news. So, C.J. Henderson hadn't been here that long. Stefan Gilmore, the same thing. How are these two uh, defenders playing in your estimation?
2: And well, first of all, I think uh, stefan has been an excellent addition. He takes out the side of the field. We put him on uh, Kyle Pitts a few weeks back. Did a nice job there. You know, whenever we line him up on a guy – he makes it look so easy just because he's so good with his angles, so good with his eyes, his anticipation. He knows how to read routes. So he's he's like a seasoned pro that you can really count on. And then C.J. Henderson, you know, he came here, uh, hurt his shoulder early, and then really is starting to come on. He's getting more reps now. You see the development in practice. You know, he's consistently hitting 20, 21 miles an hour on the GPS. So he can really run. He's got the athleticism. Uh, needs to get a little bit stronger. He uh, he's been uh, active in the uh, run game as far as a tackler and different things. So um, he's got a bright future. So he's more for the future. Where Steph's right now, uh, he's making an impact on our team.
3: Anything about the, what Zane Gonzalez has done? I mean, you are looking for consistency across the board, but he's putting it through the pipes right now. Anything about his performance that surprised you?
2: I think he's just he's kicking with a lot of confidence right now. He's hitting the ball well. You know, when he got here, he was his kickoffs were getting to the uh, five yard line or so. I think uh, Chase and Mike Seifers have really worked with him on a, on his technique. Now he's hitting him, you know, middle of the end zone, back in the end zone. You know, he's hit a what a 59 yard field goal in the Atlanta game. So he's got leg strength. He's got you know the confidence to kick, and he's a guy that you could, you feel good about. Hey, putting him out there for a 52 yard field goal. A lot of his field goals have been from you know a fairly significant distance. So really proud of him.
3: Yeah, it's been a good find, Scott Fitterer on Panther Talk. Scott, is there anything in your experience? I mean, it strikes me that you, you Panthers, bring a new coach in, try to rebuild some things. Is there anything in your experience that that would make uh, Panther fans uh, feel a little bit better about some of the, uh, the the growing pains that a process like this tends to, to to throw off?
2: You know, in Seattle, you know, I went through two different rebuilds. While well, I, I was there with Mike Holmgren at the beginning, I was there with Pete Carroll, and then we also had n- another. Reset after about three, four years after Pete Carroll in there. And there are. There, there are a lot of growing pains. And as long as you can, you know, see the positive, see the growth in the players, it may not show up every day to the to the average fan watching the games. But I think you can see, you know, progress. If you don't see progress, that's time to really, like, look at different things. And, you know, in all honesty, there are some areas where we need to look at some different areas we need to get better at. But uh, from as a whole, these coaches are working their tails off, the players are working their you know, tails off. We're getting there. It's not happening happening as quickly as we'd like it, but we're going there.
3: Excellent. So the bye week hits, and um, in your job, I think I know how Matt Rule would answer this question, but in, in, in your job, Scott, how much uh, are you and your staff focused on the 2021 Carolina Panthers trying to address needs there versus planning for the future?
2: Well, today, you know, we, do, we really look at our roster in the bye week and kind of self-scout ourselves, and I know our coaches are doing that. Our, our pro scouts are doing that. Uh, but this afternoon, we're going to have a, a college session. So we are looking towards the future. Um, you know, it's my job to balance both. Uh, but there is there's that fine line. We're still focused in-house right now on this team and getting better and what do we need. And then, then we'll go out and look at what the colleges are going to provide this offseason.
3: All right, very good. Scott Fitter, our guest on Panther Talk. Final final question for you. Uh we know you as a uh devoted family man. You got a, a very nice wife and all. Will you able will you be able to spend any bi week time a few more hours at home this week?
2: I sure hope so. <laughs> I think she hopes so. I got home last night and she goes, Okay, it's the bi week. What uh, what's the plan? And I said, well, I'm going into work tomorrow morning. <laughs> so, um, there's, there's always a lot of work to do in football. It, it never stops. There's always injuries, different things. Uh, you always want to be you know, aware of y- your situation as a football team. Um, but it's important to have some balance. So maybe later in the week you know, I'll be able to go out and spend some time with the wife and kids, and we'll go from there.
3: That'd be great. We're, we're planning a holiday party at my house. So I got a long list to get to as well. So Scott, appreciate it, man. Thanks for what you do. And always great to catch up with
2: you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
3: Like Scott okay, I think he's got a nice touch with it. And uh, a lot like Marty Herney in terms of he, he sees us coming with our microphones. He knows it's part of the gig and uh, cheerfully tries to answer the questions we ask him.
5: No, it's great. And, uh, you learn a lot by listening to him as well. And, uh, yeah, you know, this is a team that's still you know putting together their roster. It's like so many teams. You know, the injuries get you a little bit off as far as having to patch holes. And uh, you know, again, now with the McCaffrey situation, it changes things. But you at least you have had Chuba Hubbard and Amir Abdullah, which was a nice pickup. You look back at picking up Abdullah on the fly after the Minnesota game after you played against him. That's been a nice little find. And I know there's a lot of things that have not been going well of late. I mean, Zane Gonzalez. I mean, we were going through kickers, 17 kicks in a row. I mean, there have been some real finds along the way that will carry forward beyond this year. So it's, um, it's uh, some is for now. and Some is, uh, is on, kind of on the fly getting through the season, but uh, got some real uh, keepers in there that you can kind of build around that could be some core guys for you. Just
3: the other day, Zoke, I don't do this a lot. I'm curious as to whether you've done it, done it yet. Is I started thinking about next year. And I know we've got to try to go 1-0 this week and take our ball games one game at a time because that's the best way to do it. But next year, this defense – I mean, you get J. C. Horn back mm-hmm. healthy, uh, C. J. Henderson another year in the system, uh, Stefan Gilmore. If you sign Dante Jackson, I mean, this could be one. Just starting from the back, moving forward, this could be one of the best secondaries the Panthers have ever had.
5: I mean, that's the other part of this job. I mean, they've got decisions to make. You know, Hassan Reddicks here on a one-year deal. You've got a decision to make on Dante Jackson. Uh, do you want to you want to go uh, big money and keep him here? Can you? Uh, so players like that, I think A.J. Boye is here on a one-year deal. So there's a lot of questions about some guys that are playing pretty well uh, that aren't necessarily uh, guaranteed to be back next year to keep uh, to keep it going. And so I think the cap goes up. So he's got a little bit more room to work with next year. But I like you. I think J.C. Horn, for the limited time he played, which was less than three full games, was already becoming, I hate to say it's a shutdown corner. And I say it from the sense of they weren't thrown to his side of the field. We were calling his name about one or two times a game that teams were not throwing his way that early. I have no idea if that would have kept up all year, but he made an immediate impact starting week one in this league, the way he was playing. Exactly. And now it's painful
3: when things are not going well in the NFL. It seems like they really don't go well. TV graphic today I saw several times about Patrick Sertain, cornerback that was compared to him coming out, Alabama, that he's, uh, he's, he's playing well. Of course, you got Mac Jones playing great. New England's defense is really salty, but Mac Jones is playing well. So, there's, if you want to look in the rearview mirror, uh, you don't have to read the print to know that objects are much closer than they appear, and they can wipe you right upside the head uh, when you're cheering for one team. But just, let's just wait. Let's wait to see how the J.C. Horn draft pick turns out. I think it's going uh, gonna to be a good one for the Carolina Panthers. So, uh, what about? Um, I mean, you would think, I would think next year in the draft, offensive line would be a priority.
5: Yeah, you're there, and I think in free agency both you probably have to attack that multiple ways. Uh, I think we we've been seeing that, you know, you're going through at least two, if not three, line positions, mostly because of injuries, but even in some cases performance, shuffling people in and around uh, outside of Taylor Morton Moten pretty much being at right tackle except for that one game. So I think out of anything, and we said this in training camp, we've said it from week one, you can't put everything together uh, in a short period of time. Uh, second year of this uh, building project here. But uh, I think that's going to be the number one focus uh, is trying to figure out one quarterback where you are with that in this offseason. But the offensive line is the other part of that. So against Atlanta and then moving forward after that, will we see good cam
3: or inconsistent cam? Jim Zocchi's got the uh, Magic 8 ball and uh, the Ouija board out here, at and two he'll answer that question for out. us right after this <laughs> when we continue with Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
0: Each week on the Jordan and Jake Podcast, Panthers Hall of Honor members Jordan Gross and Jake Delome share their thoughts on All Things Carolina Panthers. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
1: Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
3: It's Magic Eight Ball time on Panther Talk. Among the games that did not work out well for me when I was a young adultling. Chief among them was Spin the Bottle. I remember a game of Spin the Bottle over at Stephanie Scheinbach's house, and it it ended up landing on me and Diane Pierman. She said, spin it again. <laughs> 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 um, okay. <laughs> Guess I'll grab some potato chips. And then the Magic 8-Ball. It, it kept coming up try again later or not clear at this time or whatever the other thing did. So, Zoke, you try. What do you think? I mean, we know when Cam, we know Cam Newton can – He's, he's still, he's maybe not what he once was, but he's still a very uh, intriguing dual-threat quarterback, mm-hmm. capable of stressing a defense. As he learns more about this offense, as he gets more comfortable after the bye week, what do you think?
5: No, I agree. I think um, we didn't really get to see the running component. ran it three times for, what, five yards? Not much. He had the touchdown yesterday. Uh, you you know you're not going to have McCaffrey coming into this game, so I think you have to have him be a component of that running game moving forward now with uh, with Chuba and Amir. Uh, so I think that part makes him a more effective passing quarterback. That that dual threat is what makes the passing game open up. So I'd say come out, run the ball a little bit, at least show it, do some zone read, and then um, some RPO. And then um, you know where where he's good against Washington was he was just really decisive. Ball came out quick, decisive, had some zip on it. Just give him throws that are – just get him – you've seen him through the years just like I have. When he gets in a little rhythm, he gets a little confidence going, You know, give him some passes he likes to hit, maybe a quick slant, some of those shorter out routes, and just let him get a little rhythm. Just get a few under his belt, a bubble screen, anything like that, and just let him kind of get a few underway, and then I think he kind of gets that mojo going and he'll play well.
3: Think so. Hope so. Want to see it. And uh, receivers do their job, catch the ball, et cetera. Could be exciting. What about the Panther? Defense two weeks in a row now. A quarterback that's mobile, strong running game has stressed the Carolina Panther defense in a bad way. What uh, what needs to to happen there moving
5: forward? Yeah, Atlanta's not a great running team. You got an immobile quarterback mostly in Matt Ryan. They only gave up thirteen points to them when we beat them nineteen thirteen uh, earlier this season. Uh, so we got that uh, all kind of factoring for a defense that should be set up to be able to know what they're getting. Now, they don't have to deal with a quarterback that's going to get out of the pocket there. But, uh, you know, Matt Ryan, when he's right, he's right. I mean, his whole thing we've seen it through the years, too. If you get pressure on him, it changes everything. But if he gets time and you don't get to him, you give him just that veteran quarterback time in the pocket, he will pick you apart, and he will be accurate with his throws. Uh, but when you can get pressure on him, and uh, especially up the middle, get him a little bit uncomfortable back there is when you can force him into some turnovers. He can
3: still fling it, no doubt. So more about the Falcons matchup, the bye week plan for self-scouting, etc. Doke uh, and I will be back with that when we apply the final brushstrokes to tonight's Panther Talk next.
0: Go behind the scenes of your Carolina Panthers with the Happy Half Hour podcast. Available now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
3: My buddy Jim Zuki follows the Cleveland Browns. He's from out that way. Did you see the Ravens and Cleveland? I thought for there was a chance last night that so Cleveland was going to do it in that game.
5: They, they played about as well of a defensive game against Lamar Jackson as you can. They picked them off four times. They held them to four yards of carry. Uh, they just didn't get any offense going with Baker Mayfield against a very good uh, Ravens uh, defense, obviously, there. So it kind of played out that way. But Lamar Jackson is special if you just kind of keep him in check a little bit. And they did. And remember, Miami did that a couple weeks ago, too. So uh, it can happen. But uh, still, uh, Baltimore won. It shows you what a tight league this is, AFC and NFC both. It's uh, very wide open, especially when you get seven going from each conference to the postseason. Cleveland now 6-6. Six and six. Baltimore improves to 8-3. and three.
3: Tonight, Seattle three and seven at four and six Washington. The Washington football team is intriguing because hmm. what what do they think they have in Taylor Heineke?
5: Guy who's efficient when he's right. He's not right every time, but played well, obviously three touchdowns against the Panthers. And um, you know, Scotty Turner's offense, he just it's that doing what you're asked to do, you know, kind of staying in your lane running the offense that's the kind of stuff you hear matt rule talk about if you just listen to your coaches just you know do your job don't try to do more than your job i think heineke's that guy i think he's kind of learning that's why he's more consistent this year is he would make some crazy throws just stuff like he gets scrambling around in the pocket and fling the ball up and the next thing you know it's a pick six or something awful i think he's learned as he's gotten a little bit more playing time in this league if you just stay under control and, and again don't don't make a bad play into a worse play that's when you can make it make it work for you
3: Last night and we gotta go here in a second, but you see the Panther icon come up on teams still in the hunt, and after a defeat like at Miami, it makes you think twice, but then again, that's the league. You stay yep. you know, just stay focused on that's why Matt Rule talks about going one and no each week. Every you asked
5: him about it. Your goals and dreams are all still in front of you there, and mathematically uh, very much so at five and seven with five to go. Good show, partner. Appreciate you. You too, thanks for being here. Enjoy your bye week. Yeah, you too. For Jim's a game on.
3: ball. For uh, the rest of our crew, it's Mick. Thanks for listening to Panther Talk.